Come on, come on, come on, church. How in the world do you follow that? Come on. I love my mom. She's the greatest mom in, and the best mom in the whole life. My, she's my only mom, and she'll be... I got to tell you, I saw that and I laughed, but then I realized it was her mom that was recording that. So I, I wonder if Danielle was like, here's five bucks. Here's five bucks. Tell me I'm the greatest mom ever, and y'all by your only ever mom. Oh, my word, man. It is great to be back here with you, church. I missed you guys last week. It's Sunday, and what does that mean? It is absolutely our fun day that we have this opportunity to come together and sing praises to an awesome God and celebrate life change. Just a little, little precursor to what we'll be celebrating next week. After first service, we had two young ladies pray and accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So we'll talk more about that next week, but that light will be on. Praise, praise Jesus for that. Uh, man, if you're new with us, welcome. Welcome to Vertical Church. We love the fact that you are here, that you come and hang with us on Mother's Day. My name is Rich. I'm one of the pastors on staff. I have the privilege to serve with an amazing team. We have been praying for you this morning that you'd come and hang with us, and we pray that God speaks to you in a real way this morning, that you experience the love of Jesus in a real personal way, uh, that you know how much he loves you. Today, it's been, it's been the theme, obviously it's been the theme of today. Today's a, kind of a, an awesome day. It's been talked about a lot already, but we have an opportunity to celebrate and honor all the moms in the room. Can we give it up for the moms? Come on. Give it up to the moms. Um, we thank you. We thank you for being here, Mom. We, for my heart to yours, happy Mother's Day. Truly, happy Mother's Day. Um, you're pretty amazing. Uh, but I also know that today is not an easy day for some of us in this room. Uh, Mother's Day is one of those days that some of us, many of us can celebrate and be joyous on. And, and, but sometimes Mother's Day is one of those days that just hurts. Um, either from loss or separation or heartache. Um, I want you to recognize that you understand that we recognize that this morning. We don't take that lightly. We want you to feel loved and encouraged today as well. I pray that through the message, through song and the word, that you, again, you feel the love of Jesus in your life, that today is maybe the beginning of a God-awesome week with the Lord and Savior. Um, moms, being a mom is hard work. Now, I say that from all my years of being a mother. No. I say that it's hard work because I understand what my mom went through to raise this guy. I mean, what I put her through, how she had to walk through the things in her life. You know, listen, my mom had merit badge after merit badge, trophy after trophy of being a mom because she raised me. I mean, she was like those People that like, I got this merit badge, I got that, he, he did this, I got that merit badge, he did this, I got that trophy. And, and she got them off. She had a sash, it'd be absolutely full of the things that Rich did and made her better. Maybe not better. I am very thankful that I helped her reach those achievements. Come on. If you know me, you know this is true. But if I'm being honest, when it comes to moms or being a mom, there's, there's been a, a common thread over the years that I've ministered in and heard and had conversations with and helped through and walked through and studied. And, and it's, it's very simple. Too many moms are walking around feeling defeated. Too many moms that I have, have conversations, they're walking around feeling like they're insecure 
or unqualified, unprepared, overwhelmed with everything coming at them all the time. You know, and I've had too many conversations with moms that feel like they're failing or have failed as a parent. Man, that's enough of that. Moms, you rock. All right? Can I just say that? You absolutely rock. What you do is so incredibly important. Who you are is so incredibly important. You're champions in my book. Champions. And so I want to do this morning, I want to give you the credit you deserve and the encouragement you may need. Because as you walk with Jesus, he has so much for you. He is your strength, your comfort. He no longer wants you to feel what you're feeling. Lift it up and experience all that he has for you. At the same time, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you in how your hearts are feeling. I want to raise you above what you may be feeling walking in this morning. I want to challenge your minds to think differently to what's true and what you find in the word of truth, not what you're hearing from the world is true. Does that make sense? I want to challenge you in your perspective, how you look at your life, how you look at what God has called you to as a mother. I want to challenge you to look at your next steps. What is, what is your next steps as a mom? What is your next steps? How do you go from good to great? Because that's what we're going to have a conversation about this morning. How do we go from being a good mom to a great mom? Now, to set the stage this morning, I want to throw, some, throw out some simple examples to what it may look like going from good to great, and maybe you can walk through them with me. Here's number one, example number one. Good moms let you lick the mixer beaters. Come on. Right? Come on. Great moms turns off the mixer first. We don't need any of that. Right? All right. Good moms love all their kids equally. Right, moms? We love all our kids equally. Great moms whisper in your ear and tells you what everyone else already knows, that you're her favorite. <laughs> Kid you not, when my mom was in a nursing home before she passed, I'd always walk in announcing, yo, mom, your favorite is here. She didn't agree with me. Next one, good moms always have an ample supply of crayons, markers, and construction paper. Great moms will actually hang the finished artwork on the fridge, no matter how hideous it looks. And you know you go, look, my, my sweetie is such an artist. And you're like, is that a chicken? Or is that, what is that, right? You hang it on the fridge regardless. Good moms carry you for months physically. Great moms will carry you your entire life. Good moms want their children to behave. Yes, we want our children to behave. Great moms will make it happen from just one look from across the room. I know, I, got, I received those looks. And the last one, good moms make sure their kids are clean when they go out right? Great moms are willing to use their spit in their fingers to make it happen. <laughs> what is up with that, moms? Oh, you got a little dirt on your forehead. Let me just get that off there. That's your spit. Anyways, 
Let's get into this. Open your Bibles or your Bible apps, if you would, to Matthew chapter 20. Matthew chapter 20, we're starting at verse 20 this morning. If you grab an orange Bible on the way in, you'll find it on page 672. 672. And I hope this morning as we walk through this, God is speaking you through his word. As we step into this morning's conversation, uh, Jesus just shared with his disciples right before this what the kingdom of heaven looks like. What is it going to be like? And then he walks them and says, listen, I'm going to Jerusalem, and this stuff's going to happen to me in Jerusalem. He was preparing for his, his uh, being to be beaten, nailed to the cross, to die, defeated death, rising from the grave. So what Jesus was sharing that he was coming to this, all this big stuff was right before him. He's like, this is what the kingdom's going to look like. I'm going to go do some stuff to make it possible. And so some big stuff is all in front of him. But then among his followers that were with him when he was sharing this information were two disciples named John and James. They're known in scriptures as the son of Zebedee, the sons of Zebedee. Another was with him was their mother. By the way, let me just throw this out there. It's a pretty amazing image for you and me this morning a mother and her kids believing and following Jesus together. just want to throw that out there. Jesus just finished sharing, and his followers were there, and the boy's mom walks up to Jesus and starts having a conversation with Jesus. Look at verse 20 on the screen. You can see where it starts. It goes, The mother of the Zebedee, Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons, kneeling down and asked him for a favor. What is it you want, he asked. She said, Grant one of these two sons of mine may sit on your right and the other on your left in your kingdom. Let's just stop right there. If you ask me, this is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. A mom who is looking out for her children walks up to Jesus and says, listen, listen, let me just step in and speak on my kid's behalf. Let me just step in and speak. I want my boys to be next to you when everything goes down. That's pretty cool if you ask me. It's pretty cool because a good mom wants what's best for her kids, right? And that's the first point this morning. A good mom wants what is best for her kids, right? Best for their kids. Would everybody agree with that statement? Moms in a room, would you agree with that? You want what's best for your kids? As a mom, as a parent, we want what's best. So let me just ask you, when you are talking to Jesus now, what are you talking to him about? When you come before Jesus, what are you talking to him? What are you saying to him on your children's behalf? Are you praying for your kids? Are you pleading with him for your children to walk with the Lord? What is your conversation? And the reason I ask that is because as a church, we think like the answer is really simple, right? But the world, everything that we face and everything your kids are walking through and what they're being bombarded with is radically different. In fact, 5,000, a study done a while ago, 5,000 parents were asked what they want most for the kids. First one is this. They said 72% of these parents said they want their kids to be happy. 72% said, this is what's important. I want my kids to be happy. <laughs> I see that statistic and think, what happened to the other 28? They must really not like their kids. I don't know. I mean, that's kind of crazy. 40% said they wanted the kids to have a life that lived up to their potential. 38% of them said they wanted their children to earn enough money for a comfortable lifestyle. 33% said they wanted their children to have a healthy lifestyle. 
21% said they want their kids to be successful in their career. That's what the world says is important. That's, what the world, that's what's becoming in. That's what's filtering into the families. Every parent wants what's best for their children. Most parents want what's best for their children. But the problem that you and I face is when we come to being a parent, sometimes we want what's best for our children, which is more than what we had as a child, as a child, right? We look, at, we look at our children and say, listen, I want them to have a better life than me. I want them to have, deal with less than I dealt with. I want to bring them up through some things that I don't have to feel. So we want what's best for them. So we look at that what's best is something that's more than what we experienced. So what's best for our kids? If a good mom wants what's best for the kids, what is best? Well, I'll tell you some of the things that I combated as a dad, when we combated as parents, and many conversations that I've had with other parents, is what's best is having all the toys. I mean, my, when our boys were young, we bought, we bought a house and we dedicated a room as their toy room, right? And we had all this stuff. Is, it having, is that what's best for our kids, is having all the toys? Is it having the cleanest home? Is that what's best for our kids? Is it having them been every sport or every ballet competition or every club? Is that what's best for our children? Is it being like your kids being like your neighbor's kids or the kids, other kids you see at school? Is that what's best for the kids? Is it best for the kids to always act like we have it all together and look like we have it all together on the outside? Is it best to have the best behaved kid? What would be the, the obvious answer to all those? No. No. So then why, moms, do you try to compare your worth, your effectiveness, and your success as a mom to all those things? It's not worth it. And too many times it's tearing you down, not lifting you up. Because that's not what God says for us as parents. Good mom wants what's best. So what is best? Well, let's just take a quick peek back at what we just read. What did Jesus, what did, what did she come to Jesus, these James and Johns, she came to Jesus. What did she say? She says, I want my boys to be with you. Out of all the things Jesus is going on, all the things I could ask for, everything that we're facing, he's, she comes up to Jesus and said, listen, I want my boys to be with you. I want them to be next to you. I want them to be close to you. I want to have an intimate relationship with you. Moms, moms, a good mom leads her children courageously to the feet of Jesus. You lead them courageously to the feet of Jesus. Why? Because that's what's best for our kids. We want what's best for our children, and we fight for them. That means we need to bring them to Jesus. And listen, listen. I know. I've had a conversation with some of your moms. I have met some moms, and you are some of the most courageous people I've ever met on planet Earth. You fight for your kids. You stand up for your kids. You advocate for your kids from birth. I have no idea how you got through that. Just be reals. 
But from birth, you courageously lead your children. My encouragement to you this morning is to courageously lead your children to the one who matters most. The one who loves them most, more than you. That's crazy to say. To know that Jesus loves your kids more than you do, it blows my mind, but it's true. Now, I've been blessed with two wonderful moms in my life. One is my wife, who is a blessing to our sons, and the other is my mom, personally. Uh, She loved me unconditionally, day by day. 35 years before Fitbit was even thought of, my mom got her 10,000 steps. And normally those steps were chasing me around the dining room table, right, with a belt in her hand, <laughs> going around and around. Now, parents, I don't know why we do this. When we're getting ready to throw down some punishment to our kids, she's chasing me around the table and she would say, you better stop or it's going to be worse. <laughs> I'm never stopping, Right? I don't want worse. I'm never going to stop. So eventually that thing would hit the back end of this guy. And let me just tell you, it was truly deserved. Um, Truthfully, anything that hit me in the back end in my house only hit me once. My dad's belt always ended up missing. The fly sweater was missing. Spoons were missing. Because anything that hit me was in the field. All right? This is not a follow-rich example. I just want to throw you out there. Um, But I totally deserved it. But my mom loved me with deep compassion. My mom forgave me every time I messed up. She would reach into my world and always know how to help me. She told me she loved me all the time. Listen, I can walk into a room and my mom could see my face and know exactly how I was feeling. And she'd walk up to me and tell me she loved me and she'd give me a hug and she'd start rubbing that spot on my back that no other one could ever hit. My mom lived Jesus in front of me every single day. She was so filled with grace. Moms, you need to courageously lead your children to Jesus. Bring him to him. Live it out in front of your kids day in, day out. Why? Because we know is the most important relationship in our child's life. It's what matters most. And this is above everything. Hear me in this. This is above everything. It's above their happiness. It's above their wealth. It's above their comfortable life, their career potential, all the toys you can give them, all the clubs you have them in. See, when it comes to our kids, God cares more about their holiness than their happiness. Did you catch that? When it comes to our kids, God cares more about their holiness, living lives that honor him than their happiness. Think about this. If you start reading the Bible, most people read the Bible, they start, like, I'm going to read the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, and they get to Leviticus, and they usually quit. Why? Because Leviticus is all about sacrifice. There's blood all over the place. Oh, my God, this is so gross. I can't believe it, blah, blah, blah. You hear all these things. Why? But if you think about it, if you read Leviticus in its framework, 
Every time, it isn't, oh my God, because God is present, God is doing something, God is revealing something. What he's saying every single time through Leviticus is, be holy, as your Lord your God is holy. That's the theme of Leviticus, friends. Be holy, as your Lord your God is holy. Holy. So if God is calling his children to be holy, don't you think we should be wanting our kids to be holy? God cares more about their holiness than their happiness. As moms, as parents, we bring our kids before Jesus. is the most important task in our lives. It is best. Now listen, I know we can't bring them before Jesus physically now but we can do it relationally. We can sit down and pray. Our kids can watch us praying, talking to our Heavenly Father. We can sit down with our children and pray with them, talking to our Heavenly Father. We can read the Bible, right, in front of our kids so they see us reading Scripture. Church, what am I going to say? Read your Bible, right, because it's important, because they're going to see you reading it. You can read it with them. You can bring, you can usher them right in front of Jesus by living the life of Jesus right in front of your kids. Because here's the fact, when it comes to our kids, more is caught than taught. More is caught than taught, meaning they are watching us. They are learning from us. We can speak a good game. That's one of us. You should read your Bible. But they don't see you reading it. Why would they? If you, don't, you should pray to God. If you don't see you pray or with them, why would they think it's important? We need to bring them to Jesus. We need to live it out like it matters. And when you do, you're teaching your children. We're teaching our children What's most important, their relationship with Jesus. And that means, parents, moms, there's going to be some times we're going to make decisions for our children that are not popular with them, and that is okay. We're going to make decisions that they say, listen, you want to do this, but this doesn't honor God. That's okay. They can be upset. They're children. They'll get over it. Build a bridge. Listen, I've had some conversations when moms, when it comes to this thing called social media, that I've had conversations with moms that they have, they would lie about their children's age so they can get on a social media app so their kids can connect with their friends. What is that saying to the kid? Do whatever you want to get what you want. Speaking of social media, next week we start a new series called Hashtag Struggles. And we're going to be dealing with we're dealing with social media and our, and our walk with Jesus Christ. And we're talking about how it affects us more than we think. And we're also going to have a conversation about how it's really messing with our kids. It means saying no to activities, parents, that prioritize themselves over coming to church on Sunday morning. That we're willing to say, no, listen, you need to be worshiping with the church. It's, it's being willing to say, no, listen, you need to be part of the student ministry. Why? Because you grow deeper with people you walk with. It's okay if we're not popular with our kids. That's not what's best. What's best is in front of Jesus, right? Amen? Yeah. 
That leads us to be a great mom. A good mom wants what's best for their kids. A great mom wants what God wants for their kids. So we want what's best for our kids. We understand, we, like, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. Now I need to understand what God wants from them. Not what I want. What does God want? Great mom wants what God wants for their kids. Continue reading in verse 22. Jesus saying, you don't know what they're asking. Can you drink the cup I'm going to drink? They answered, we can. Jesus said to them, you indeed can drink from my cup, but to sit the right or the left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those whom they have been prepared by by my father. When the ten heard about this, they were indignant about these two brothers. I'd be a little upset too. Like these two guys going to Jesus like, yo, can we just sit there? My My mommy's here. She's working it out. I'd be a little upset too. Verse 25, Jesus called them together. He called them all together and says, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. Let's just stop right there. He says, you come to be in this position. You want the position of prominence and position before Jesus. That's not what it's about. A good mom wants what's best for the kids. A great mom wants what's great for their kids. No, that's not true. A great mom wants what God wants for their kids. And what God wants is not a place of prominence, of position, but what God wants is our kids to become more like him. Our children become less like the world and more like Jesus. It's not a place of position. It's becoming more like our Lord and Savior. Moms, your greatest contribution to the kingdom may not be what you do. It may be who you raise. It may be who you raise as a mom, a dad, a parent. It may be who you raise. We have to think of this, what I do this for the kingdom. I do this for the kingdom. I do this for the kingdom. No, no, we need to be raising little kingdom fighters themselves. Raise them up to love Jesus. They come and give their life to Jesus. It's absolutely amazing. That's what God wants. The world says it's something different. God says, bring them to me. Lead them to me. Let them come be more like me. It's not about wealth. It's not about living to potential. It's not living a comfortable lifestyle. It's about coming more like Jesus. Listen, I'm not saying that uh, it's not working hard and having a good job is not important. I'm not saying that having a life filled with joy, not happiness, Jesus' joy is not important. I'm not saying that having our kids grow up and being successful isn't Rewarding. What I'm saying is what is most important 
is bringing them to Jesus. Raise them to know Jesus. Let them come to know Jesus. Because that's what God wants. You know, John spoke about this. John, one of Jesus' followers in John chapter, I mean, John, 3 John, verse 4. He spoke about this as spiritual children. He says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. This is one of Jesus' apostles. He has spiritual children. It was exciting for him to see people grow in their relationship with Jesus, grow in the truth, knowledge of the word, living the word out. Listen, I have, I have been blessed to, to have the opportunity to watch people walk with Jesus, see him come to Christ, grow in Christ. And it's pretty amazing to see their, their spiritual growth. We have friends we've been walking with for the last dozen years and watching them grow. It's absolutely amazing. But I gotta tell you, what really gets this heart pumping is my own kids. When I see my own children grow in the truth, my own boys grow in their relationship with Jesus and they have new spiritual feats. Why is that? Why is it I'm super excited here, but I'm crazy out of my mind excited for my own children? Why? Because it so much overwhelms us. The emotional is so much bigger when it's our own kids. Think about this, moms. How did you feel when you saw or heard your child pray for the first time? Think about that. What were the emotions that flooded you when they surrendered life to Jesus? You're probably going crazy, right? You're like, holy Jesus. What was it like when you baptized them or saw them get baptized? How did that feel? What were you, what were you walking through? How about, how about moms or parents with older kids? You see them take that transition when their faith becomes their own. They're like, I got this. Jesus is all mine. Why does that overwhelm us? Why? Because we know that it's best. We know that it's best for our kids. We know it's best to bring them before Jesus. We know it's best when they follow Jesus. We know it's best when they grow in maturity in Jesus. Why? Because Jesus changes everything. Just about a year ago, Grace Ann Schmidt accepted Christ in, uh, in our kids' ministry. And it was in first service. In second service, Debbie Dilbeck came up here, bum-rushed the stage, pushed Jacob. Jacob's like 6'5", big dude. She pushed him aside, grabbed the, think, grabbed the, the microphone. So let me just tell you about my Jesus. And because she was so pumped about her granddaughter accepting Jesus. No one was stopping her, by the way. <laughs> but she wanted to tell the church how amazing it is that her granddaughter accepted Christ. Moms, please speak and lead your children courageously to the feet of Jesus. Encourage them, show them, walk with them as they become more like him. Because we understand, moms, dads, parents, grandparents, 
It's what's best for them. Amen? Now, it's not always going to be perfect. But it doesn't mean we stop fighting. It doesn't mean we stop trying. It doesn't mean we stop setting the example. It doesn't mean we don't stop, we don't stop praying. If we truly believe as children of God, the best relationship in life is with God, man, we better fight for our kids to be there. We better fight and push them there. Learn some ninja moves and kick out the world all you need to do. Bring them to Jesus. I'm going to close in prayer. And I'm not, gonna, I'm not convinced that everybody in this room, every mom in this room, has that personal relationship with Jesus. See, if you want what's best for your kids, it starts with you accepting what's best for you. And that is Jesus Christ. You want to bring them to Jesus? You need to be there with Jesus. You want them to grow like Jesus? You need to be doing the same. So I want to encourage you here this morning, if you're here and you have never accepted Christ, you never embraced the true gift of eternal life, don't walk out of those doors unless you make it right. Take that first step from going from good to great by grabbing the greatest gift you ever can. Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. God, thank you for your word. How it challenges us. Not as just as your children, but how we raise our children. Let your truth reign. Father, I, I pray for all the moms here this morning. May they feel loved. May they feel nurtured. May have all the women in this room, may they feel the same. May your presence be real. Father, I also pray for those in this room who do not have a relationship with you. May today be a day of something different. May you challenge them to come forward at the end of service to talk to our, our prayer team and say, what does it mean to follow Jesus? Or I want to give my life to Jesus. In fact, I'm going to call our prayer team forward now. And if that is you, come forward. If you need Jesus in your life, come forward. Don't walk out of those doors. And maybe this morning, moms, maybe some of you are struggling with some of the things I said earlier. Maybe you're struggling with some of the things that, you know, of emptiness and defeated and overwhelmed or insecure. Man, maybe just me lifted up. Come forward too. We want to pray over you. Do not let the world have a foothold in your life. Let Jesus overwhelm you with who you are in him. God, thank you 
Thank you for this opportunity to worship and praise you. May you get all the glory and the praise of today because you're the only one who deserves it. In your son's name I pray, amen. God bless church, have an amazing week.